Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. Good morning. <sighs> We're talking now about the F1 Sprint Shootout. The first ever F1 Sprint Shootout, I should say there. And what I've got to say is, wow, I really, really, really enjoyed that. Well, we're going to break everything down, but um, before we do, I just want to say that there was a news coming out of uh, qualifying yesterday that Lando Norris and Yuki Snowder did not have any fresh, soft tyres, which meant that they would not be able to compete in sprint qualifying three if they were to get there. Now, it did later come out that there would be a loophole and they would be able to compete in it if they ran the wet tyres, which would have been an interesting one. A lot of people pointing to this as a failing of the new sprint uh, shootout idea. How could the FIA let this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Well, perfectly, I think, really, this isn't a failing of them. This is a failing of the teams. The teams knew that they had to have a fresh set of soft tyres for sprint qualifying free and if you don't have a fresh set of soft tires for that qualifying session that's on you that's not on anyone else but you know i think in the future i think f1 will learn from this and will probably say here's some soft tires they're exclusively for this session you can't use them anywhere else i see i think that's the way it's gonna go but for this weekend and this weekend only that's on mclaren and that's on alpha Tauri. that's not on anyone else but let's talk about the sprint session itself. And as I said, I really, really, really enjoyed this. All three sessions of these. I just loved that it was just cars constantly on track. Because I thought they would do a lap, come in, do another lap type thing. But no, they just sent them out and they were on the track for the entire session. And they were just getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And lap times were falling all the time. It was really, really fun to see. I think the only downfall is just the, the bit of the camera direction, which I didn't think was great, because I don't think they really knew where to look all the time, because there was so much going on that they didn't really know. Like, there was Q in SQ1, I think it was Piastri, went down the runoff area, and we see the yellow flag is out in sector one. We see that Piastri stopped on the side of the track, but for some reason we have to follow Lando Norris on his lap whilst he's going like seventh fastest, why not just cut away and say, oh look, he's in the runoff area, so we as the audience know he's in the runoff area, and then we can cut back and see Lando Norris putting a lap for seventh place, it's that kind of thing, and I don't, because they didn't really know who was going to go fastest, they just looked anywhere at any time, and there were some points where you'd see someone put a fantastic lap time in, and you didn't even know they were on a quick one, just because it was so constant, but... That's the kind of thing that will happen where we do this more and more and more and the direction will get better of it and in the end we'll have it down perfect. But yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Uh, let's talk about the guys who are out though in SQ1. Uh, so Nick DeVries went out, he was 20th. Gasly was 19th. He did have a uh, exhaust leak apparently. So he uh, basically pit and was out of the session about halfway through. Sonoda was 18th, Bottas 17th, and Joe 16th. But the biggest selling point of SQ1 was Logan Sargent, who despite getting through the session, had a huge crash in like the dying minute of um, the session, hit the wall turn 15, 
caused the red flag and that ended the session. Now, Yuki Tsunoda was the big victim of this as he was on a fast lap just about to cross over the line as the red flag came out. So he would have been safe if it wasn't for this red flag, but obviously uh, nothing could be done there. Uh, Logan Sargent blamed the crash upon the Ferrari of Carl Sainz, who was in the road and then kind of moved to the side for him but moved a bit late. This is the second day in a row now where a Williams qualifying has been hampered by the actions of Carlos Sainz, although I do not think he'll be receiving any he won't be receiving any penalty or reprimand for either of them. Moving on to Q2 now, or SQ2, I should say. Uh, Leclerc was the fastest of uh, SQ1. Ocon got a lot of bouncing on the straight at one point. We're on board with him, and he's just bouncing along. Uh, the continuing story from yesterday is the Aston Martin DRS, because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't think Alonso had it at all. He definitely didn't have it in the SQ3. And Stroll did not have DRS in SQ2, and it looked like he was going to go out, but it was a perfectly timed toe down the straight from his teammate Fernando Alonso, which got Stroll through into SQ3. I, I always enjoy watching that kind of stuff, but it was very well timed from the team. Great job there. People who are out in SQ3, Logan Sargent, of course, he didn't set a time because his car was on the back of a truck somewhere. Magnussen was out 14th. Then it was Ocon in 13th, Hulkenberg 12th, and Oscar Piastri just missing out P11. I've just written a note again. I love this because it's just a lot of fun. SQ3 now, and the only session in which you can use the softs. Lando Norris had got through but did not set a time because uh, he didn't have any fresh softs and didn't want to set a time in the wets. It would have been interesting if Yuki had gotten through as well. Would the two of them just gone out in in the wets and had a little private competition to themselves to see who would start ninth? Well, that could have been an interesting thing to see, but unfortunately not. So, the initial times were set by everyone. Charles Leclerc went fastest, but both Perez and Verstappen looking quick. Verstappen was about four tenths off, but he had a bit of an incident in sector two where he was kind of sliding around on the back end which lost him quite a bit of time. So he thought he could go faster. I thought he could go faster as well. Whilst everyone was on their fast laps, though, Charles Leclerc was in the wall. Uh, not a huge crash, but he did break his front wing and ruin the lap of his teammate, Carlos Sainz, who was behind him. But in the end, it didn't matter. Despite being in the wall, Charles Leclerc secured his second pole position of the weekend. Let's go for the top ten now. It was Norris in tenth, then it was Stroll in ninth, Alonso in eighth, both guys suffering from the lack of DRS. Alexander Albon was fantastic in the Williams in P7. Lewis Hamilton, 6th. Uh, Carlos Sainz, 5th. Russell was 4th. And then it was Verstappen, 3rd. Perez, 2nd. And Charles Leclerc, 1st. So we have a top 3 here, which is identical to the top 3 of the Baku race of last year, with Leclerc on pole and Perez completing the front road. If you remember last year, uh, Perez beat Leclerc off the line and took the lead on the first corner. Will we see that again this afternoon? Because we have a race this afternoon. God, it's exciting. So, I have done the maths here. Uh, I've taken what the quality position were was yesterday for each driver, what the quality position is for today of each driver. And I've got the biggest winners and the biggest losers. But we're going to start with the people who had no change at all. They were Charles Leclerc in first, both sessions. Stroll was ninth, both sessions. Logan Sargent was 15th, both sessions. Joe was 16th, both sessions. Gasly was uh, 19th, both sessions. 
and De Vries was 20th in both sessions. There's a few drivers here who made changes of just one. So uh, Perez is up one position, Verstappen down one position, Sainz down one position, Hamilton down one position, Piastri down one position, Ocon down one position. And then let's talk about the biggest losers of the session. So these are the guys who are in positions much lower than they were yesterday. So... Alonso is down two, Norris is down three, Bottas is also down three, but the biggest loser of them all in terms of qualifying position is Yuki Tsunoda, who is down ten positions. Tsunoda qualified eighth yesterday, only 18th today due to that red flag. But now a bit more positive, the biggest winners, and they are uh, Kevin Magnussen, who is up four positions, Nico Hülkenberg up five positions, Alexander Albon up six positions, but the big winner in terms of sprint qualifying is George Russell up seven positions from 11th yesterday to fourth in qualifying today. So there you go. That is our first ever sprint shootout. As I said, I absolutely loved it. Let me know what you thought though of this in the comments. And I'll be back later on today to talk all things Sprint Race. I can't wait to see you there. Goodbye.